Hey, what's going on? It's your host, Headphone Joe, and I'm here with my co-host, as always. What is up, everybody? Brennan Tassif coming to you live from New York City. All right. I'm coming fresh out of L.A. Look at us. Coast to coast, boys. Hey. Um, I'm also drunk because we're doing this at night instead of early in the morning. And uh, the Eagles are first place in the NFC. So, uh, but we'll get to that shortly. Uh, you know what we do here. We got the big hits. Uh, sorry, the big hits. We got the kickoffs, which is going to cover some of the bigger topics in the sports world. We got the NFL. We got college football. NBA prediction, as we do every single year. They're back. NBA starts today, if you're listening to this on Tuesday. Um, my Denver Nuggets opening up the season against the, the, the complaining Los Angeles Lakers. Um, <clears throat> then we got the quick hits, which we'll get into some tertiary to- topics very quickly. But without any further ado, and without more drunken mistakes. <laughs> Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. All right. It's late at night, so we're going to have a four-minute clock going here uh, because... The boys need to go to bed soon. Yeah. Brennan. Yes. It's late, but it's still time for Game Game of the Week. I can't yell because my roommates are sleeping. Game of the Week. (laughs) Cleveland, Indianapolis. Two teams I never thought this season I'd say had the Game of the Week. saw this coming. I texted you and I go, is this really going to be the Game of the Week? I mean, it it, it had to be. Uh, 39-38, Indianapolis loses to... Cleveland uh, at home. Gardner Minshew had a decent enough game. Uh, the Cleveland Browns defense had an amazing game. Yeah. Brandon, I have a couple questions for you here, though. Uh, is Miles Garrett the new Aaron Donalds? And did Indy get hosed? And you had a question for me. I'll let you get to yeah. that when you're uh, ready. So I think Miles Garrett is uh, maybe not the new Aaron Donalds, but he's definitely the next Aaron Donald. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh, uh, the no, I I get what the question is asking. He does look like the next uh, defensive MVP. This is the Miles Garrett that we were told about. This was the Miles Garrett that went number one overall or number two, something like that. This is the Miles Garrett that he was we one. were promised, and it's been a it's been a little bit of a road, uh, but he has totally come into form. Uh, definitely. Defensive MVP. Uh, you are biased because you hate this team I'm about to mention, but you do love this player. Uh, Miles Garrett or Micah Parsons. I think that debate is over. It's Miles Garrett. Uh, he's wrecking teams. Uh, I saw somewhere a stat that he's uh, double teamed on 83% of snaps that he's in the game and he's still wreaking havoc. Uh, and he got hosed though. And he got, and Indianapolis should have won this game, which it hurts me to say, uh, because I like PJ Walker and that whole situation with the quarterbacks. And I like an underdog. I like the Browns, but obviously everyone knows Minshew mania was back for even if, even if it was just for a day, uh, but Gardner looked good for the rest of the season. Uh, no, but you know what I mean? As far as like playing well, he was oh, hitting okay. open receivers. Like that first, that first touchdown, I was like, how the fuck was he that wide open? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, the, the first pass interference. So for those of you who might not have seen this part of the game, which I don't know how you could have, cause it was the only game on, but uh, <laughs> they go they're in the red zone. Uh, Cleveland is they're uh, at like the five or seven yard line. It's like second and eight. Um, and Indianapolis gets a huge stop. It was a fucking sack. It was a strip sack and Indy recovers the ball. And then they call pass interference fresh set of downs and he holds him to like third down. And then they get another bullshit pass interference or like illegal use of hands or whatever. And then finally Cleveland scores and that's the game. Uh, Indianapolis got hosed. That defense was playing. I don't want to say well, cause they let, you know, they got 39 put on them, but mm-hmm. when it mattered most, they made an impact. Did you see it another way? No. Um, 
I think normally that ball would have been uh, ruled uncatchable, but yeah, they still called the pass interference. That was super I've only ever seen the uncatchable thing one time, and that was when Howard Schnellenberger yelled at a ref during the New Orleans Bowl <laughs> because our Chris Bartel, shout out to you, our free safety fucking mauled some guy and Howard walked on the field, walked on the field in the game up to the ref and he goes uncatchable. And they just went flags off flags off. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. And I think that ball was super uncatchable. That ball was thrown in the back of the end zone. Nobody, there's no way that person, uh, that receiver would have been able to catch it, put two feet on the ground and yeah, have no, was- any chance. So, but um, it was the illegal use of hands, though the 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 pe- the penalty before that kind of pissed me off. Yeah, I when mean, they had the strip sack fumble, and then they're like, "No, illegal!" Like holding on the fucking receiver or on the corner. Yeah, same corner, I, both penalties, same corner. It it's super unfortunate. That one, I feel like, I mean, there's more justification there. The second yeah. one is the one that's like a little more scratch your head. The refs had a a, a tough day. All had a tough yeah. go of it all day. We'll get to that a little later. Um, I saw some of them getting doxxed online. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them were being doxxed online. But uh, I want to get to Miles Garrett because we we didn't go too much into it. He had a strip sack fumble um, that resulted in a touchdown for Cleveland when Cleveland looked a little inept offensively. Uh, he had a blocked field goal where he just like – you ever seen somebody do like a clean-ass box jump? That's basically what he just did over hurt. human beings. Yeah, uh, that was insane. Uh, I believe he had two sacks. Uh, he ended up jumping. He jumped up and blocked a pass at some point. Miles Garrett was just so all over the field and impacting this game so much. It's funny. So uh, I thought Deshaun Watson was going to be out for this game, and I do a pick him every week. You're saying ahead of time. You thought ahead he was of time. Play at all. I didn't yeah. think he was going to play. I do a pick up every single week with my buddies, $5 per person. It's like five or six of us. It's not, you know, low stakes, very low stakes. We're all regular working men. Um, and when I was going, I won this week. And when I was going to pick this game, I was like, Indy or Cleveland? Miles Garrett is on the other team, so I'm going with them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know what to. the quarterback situation is. There's it could nothing, be it PJ Walker. It could be fucking uh, my mom, for goodness sakes. I was like, <laughs> I'm rolling with Miles Garrett. TJ <laughs> Watts doing the same thing in Pittsburgh with the Steelers. <laughs> exactly. That offense looks inept, but he's like, ah, oh, don't worry, I'll get us a pick. Don't worry, I'll get us. A, I'll get a seven. Just give us the other couple of sevens we need. Yeah. Just give us the other couple of points we need. So I wanted to ask you before we move on. Deshaun Watson uh, was suspended for a year. It's well documented. Played like shit last year. Everyone thought new offense didn't play in a year. He's going to get it together. And then this year, it's it's a lot of odd situations. You know, he's Mm -hmm. cleared, but he doesn't want to play. You know, just different things we've discussed. I don't want to get into the minutia because we don't have time. Just yes or no. Do you eat the dead cap of fifty one million dollars and move on, or do you keep hoping that against hope that this is going to work out? Um, it, I because that defense I is getting older. I personally believe Cleveland should, um, but I don't think they will. I think he is a liability. Should at eat this the point. dead cap? Yeah, I think okay. they should eat the money at this point because I think he's a liability. They're winning games with PJ Walker, and yeah. uh, they looked at least they didn't look great, but they looked okay with DTR. Um, Dorian For those of you listening, Thomas fifty-one million dollars in dead cap is twenty percent of your cap space. It's like two twenty-five or two forty. My thing is trying to play him or playing this game of he's injured, he's not injured. You're yeah. still in effect eating that money, and yeah. he's not looking good whatsoever. Like in this game, he threw one pick. It should have been two. Kenny Moore kind of dropped the second one. Um, yeah, it's not Andrew Luck when he's like hurt. You're like, well, yeah, or Lamar Jackson when he's he hurt. You're like, oh, but we have a, a he Hall doesn't of look good. He looks yeah. he looks inept when he's out there. The offense looks inept. Okay, um, I agree so with you. I was just wondering. what's the point at that point? You you eat that money for you know however many years, and you spread whatever money left, whatever active money, not dead money. You spread that around to other places and you know fill in other gaps, but. Okay. I think Cleveland, I mean, I, I believe in karma to a degree, and I feel like Cleveland That's what is, you get. Is, yeah, I'm about to say they're, they're reaping 100%. what they sow. They they put this money into somebody who 
Uh, we all can say not the greatest guy. Uh, questionable you, moral standards. Questionable at the very least. Questionable decision making. Uh, questionable character flaws. Um, and they have a Super Bowl winning defense. They have a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator. Their offense should be better than it is. Unfortunate for Nick Chubb, who got hurt. Um, and what's the name got hurt in this game as well? Jerome Ford, who played very well prior to. But this quarterback, if they had Baker Mayfield, they are oh, way they better than they game. are right now. Yeah. I was about to say, it, it's insane. Baker, even the way he's playing in Tampa, he's, he's dragging Tampa. I mean, he didn't play well this week, but. All right. All right. We got to go. We got to move on. Right. Sorry. Right, let's move it. That's my fault. The <laughs> You did add it. But, Brennan, we have a couple more things to ax here. Uh, the next game we are going to talk about here is Buffalo versus New England. The Buffalo Bills traveled to Foxborough, played against the one-time juggernaut in the division, um, and they took it out. They took it out. Uh, last second, uh, not last second, but a late touchdown for Matt Jones, the Mike Gusecki, former Dolphin, um, and... Brennan, do you think the Bills look a little more average than uh, people thought going into the season? And if you can, can you please explain the Patriots? Yeah, the Bills look 100% average, uh, which pains me as, you know, um, a fan of a team who has a win against the Bills. It's uh, the So the Bills are weird because the Bills aren't like the Dolphins. The Dolphins, which we'll get to, um, they only have their winning record against teams that are like eight and 37 or something like that. <laughs> Whereas the bills have beaten good teams, but they just, they beat the, the bills, the bills go the way of the quarterback. And what I mean by that is that personality where Josh Allen is by no means average, but he has his super highs and his super lows. And I think the team reflects that they've lost a ton of talent on defense. That's been well-documented. I think at this point right now in the season, you, with you asking me, are the Bills average? I think right now, today, they are an average team. I think they have the capability offensively to be magnificent, but I don't think they're reaching that potential. And I think a lot of it has to do with Josh Allen, not in the sense that he's not a fantastic quarterback, but he is, but in the sense that he he tries to make plays when he doesn't have to. And we've talked about this with other quarterbacks before, Lamar being probably one of the the biggest people we've talked about this with, where it's like he has to put the Superman cape on and drag this team. And I think Josh Allen does that, but Josh doesn't have to. And Lamar with this offense now hasn't had to, and it's shown in their drubbing of Detroit. And I think, I think that it's turned them into an average team. He threw a pick like on the first or second play. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And I know this because I am a fantasy owner of Josh Allen. And I was like, <laughs> between him and the San Francisco defense, I was like, I fucking quit fan it. Like, this sucks. <laughs> um, um, Bijan Robinson, uh, the, the, I swear to God, if the league doesn't suspend it, somebody. The league is looking like into this. it. I saw the ESPN that today that the league yeah, is Yeah, I was so it. mad. Uh, but, <laughs> but the Patriots, I think it's interesting because the Patriots finally did the thing we've been asking them to do, which is get their two best receivers involved in shorter routes and stuff like that. Um, the offensive line is finally healthier and playing together. Uh, so I think, I mean, the Patriots aren't for real. For real, we all know that, but it's definitely they're playing better. Yeah, um, my read on the Patriots play the Patriots are going to play you as tough as they can. Um, yeah, I mean, outside of the uh, Cowboys game debacle and the Saints game debacle. Um, they played a lot of good teams close. They played the Bills close. They played, I mean, they beat the Bills. They played the Eagles close. They played um, the the Dolphins close, uh, held the Dolphins to like 24 points. Uh, Bill Belichick hasn't forgotten how to play defense. It's, uh, it's predicated on is the offense going to score enough points where, you know, it alleviates some of the pressure. Like if the defense was, you know, in that, getting those lucky breaks kind of like how you mentioned earlier, the Pittsburgh defenses uh, where they're scoring defensively as well as yeah. uh, getting them, you know, getting an interception and getting you close to the red zone as possible. Um, the, I don't think the Patriots are doing that every time, but they're doing enough 
to where if the offense gives them enough, they can win some games. So I think that's what's going on there with the Bills. We've been harping on this for three seasons yep. at this point since this the beginning the of this, this. I was about to say since the beginning of this show. Uh, if you ask Josh Allen to throw the ball thirty, uh, sorry, forty one times, and you only run the ball a total of four uh, seventeen times, that's not a winning formula. I talked about it last week with the Eagles against the Jets. You can't give up on the run super early. You have to keep trudging if you're not getting anything now you may get something later you cannot just wholeheartedly give up on the run this game was in this game was in within their grasp the entire time uh you see that i mean bill belichick we've heard about it for years he's going to take away your best option they gave a lot of attention to stefan diggs and outside of stefan diggs you got a couple tight ends there in buffalo Gabe Davis, been saying it for two seasons now, is not the number two. He's not the guy. You got to go find somebody. He ain't the one, <laughs> right? So no. I can't uh, believe you he's a captain on that team. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't. Uh, oh, I'm think, not besmirching him. I'm, about to, sort of I'm not going to say he's one. not a good dude. He's probably a great dude. He's probably a guy who's not a number one as a dude. captain. Uh, I mean, you, you probably see that more if you look around the league. You probably see that more often than not. But yeah, right. the thing is, Can we take that out. I feel I feel stupid for saying. Now nah, we're keeping that. In. Gabe's never gonna hear this. Uh, Gabe doesn't listen to podcasts. Only listens to music. I'm I'm intimately aware with his uh his his listening habits. But um, that's weird. <laughs> Drunk trust but, stuff's coming out. But um, if if Buffalo is not going to make the concerted effort. To either trade for somebody like Buffalo hasn't made any trades in the last couple Ever? of years. Yeah. Like, like in the last couple of years since you know Josh Allen has made this ascension outside of getting Stephon Diggs. Like, oh you yeah, see, you see the Chiefs, you know, making the trade to go get Miko Hardman, and he had an impact for them. You, if if the front office is not going to do anything to improve offensively. Than what you have, you see the Eagles who uh, made a trade defensively for Kevin Byer yep. today. Like you have to constantly be looking Jerry how Judy? to make your team. I mean, if they went and got a Jerry Judy, that would be amazing. That like, would actually be they exactly need what they needed. something. They if they're just if their whole mo is going to be we're going to stand pat and just roll with what we got. Well, they it hasn't worked for four or five seasons at this that, point. Well, it's been three years since Josh Allen has had his ascension, and every year we say the same fucking thing: stop throwing picks in the red zone and run the goddamn ball. Run the goddamn ball. Get a real number two receiver. I mean, come on. <laughs> they just won't do it. They just won't. And it's interesting. They signed coming- Cole Beasley last year and thought that was the answer. Like, what the hell? Yeah, they don't have. All right. Yeah, they don't have it. They're average. They're average. All right, Brennan. The last of the big games here. The Philadelphia Eagles take down the they slow down. They put in quicksand the offense that is the Miami Dolphins that was running the league here. Um I got two questions for you. I got is Philly's defense actually better than it was last year and was it injuries or something else that went wrong for Miami uh so obviously I'll take the first question first uh Philly's defense is better than last year two words for you Jalen Carter baby rhino in there Um, is that his nickname baby rhino yeah that is amazing that's my first time hearing this oh my gosh oh really yeah Yeah. I love baby rhino that's Um, amazing I think uh, so. Obviously, the pass rush has suffered, uh, but they had a historic pass rush. They weren't going to do. Nobody was going to do that again. It's like interceptions. Like you're not going to repeat that. Uh, so the defense, I think, overall as a whole, is better. Uh, losing Hassan Reddick was a big deal, but I think the defense as a whole kept Hassan Reddick. Lost uh, Javon Hargrave. Hargraves. I knew it. Yes, losing Hargraves was a big deal. Um, they're both incredible players, especially in the pass rush uh, situation. Uh, but I think the defense as a whole is much better. Uh, the second question that you asked, uh, was it injuries that went wrong? No, 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 it's not injury. Everyone's hurt. 
everyone's hurt too. What is the line that I always love to say from that movie? Um, you, oh, we all other guys are hurt. Yeah, well, so is everybody else's. Like, it's Eli Apple is playing for the Dolphins. <laughs> like, and no shade on Eli. Well, this is a lot of shade on Eli. I was Apple, say a lot of like, shade on Eli. <laughs> but like, no, it's not. The Dolphins' injury situation is nothing compared to the Bills. Are you kidding me? Compared it's nothing to compared Eagles. to. They, yeah, the Eagles are like it's like the Eagles are missing their star tackle. Like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, um, Lane played, but uh, the the secondary has been eviscerated by injuries. Has it? Uh, yes. Slot yes. Cor- both slot corners, both safeties, both starting safeties. Yeah, yeah. It's not. I don't want to hear injury. Uh, AJ Brown. Uh, some of you might forget he's on this team because they have so many weapons. I don't because. AJ Brown, I take every year in fantasy. Uh, I even went out and picked up Julio Jones in the waiver wire. But, <laughs> did uh, you? Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> no, there's no excuses for this. The Miami Dolphins have beat up on bad teams. They've destroyed bad teams and they have lost to winning record teams. Case in point, this game. So, no, it's not injuries. I think the Dolphins beat up on bad teams and can't. I think the Dolphins are a very good bad team. <laughs> Meaning that they'll destroy you if you're a shitty team, but if you're a good team, they crumble. Um, I think the Eagles defense is better this year than last. Similar to what you said, you could not replicate, man, you could not replicate the uh amount of sacks that were gotten last year. Also, you could not replicate um and it's it's a proven fact year over year, you're not gonna replicate the amount of turnovers that you get. Nope. I, I think uh, Kyle. We saw the Kyle, Saints win the Super Bowl and then not make the playoffs the next year. To Kyle, let me know this was the first uh, uh, Darius Slay's interception was the first turnover since week three. So I was wondering I, about. I, I thought it was the first turnover we had gotten since week one when Darius Slay picked off Mac Jones in the fucking rain. But um, apparently, Darius not. Slay playing hurt too. Darius Slay playing hurt. James Bradbury playing hurt. Um, I mean, Jalen Carter playing hurt. He missed. I forgot you guys went out and got uh, Terrell Edmonds too from uh, Buffalo. We got him uh, in the off season, and we traded him for Karen Bayer, Kevin Byard. Um, We flipped him. Just happened. Yeah, that's what just happened. Oh yeah, I I was waiting for the details to come out, and the details eventually came out. We traded. It's funny. I just clicked. You know why we traded him? Because fucking he did the dumbest thing ever. He's a safety. Why the fuck was he playing? Up on Tyreek Hill with a minute left in the first half. Stay back, protect the end zone. He made a yeah, dumb mistake, you're and the team you're said, running. "You're out of here." <laughs> Basically, you're not running. Yeah, if you're a safety, oh you're not running God. with Tyreek. What if are you're a corner, doing? You're not with Tyreek. Oh, sorry, that was the wrong button. Um, I didn't realize you have to hit the button when the timer goes. On. Yeah, I got to hit the button when the timer runs out. So. But uh, as far as the Eagles defense, uh, I think actually the biggest the adjustment and the thing that actually makes them better, um, and I don't want to shit on uh, him, but it's going to look like that. Uh, I can't remember homie's name, actually. For the Eagles? What's, uh, what's the, uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals head coach? Oh, come on, man. Gannon? Uh, King, Jonathan King, Gannon? Oh, no, it was Cliff Kingsbury. It's Jonathan Gannon now. Jonathan Gannon. Okay. I, I think the biggest def- difference defensively for the Eagles is going from Jonathan Gannon to Sean Desai. You can see in last year versus this year, uh, when team in the first half, teams would, in the first half, the Eagles would play a defense a certain way, and the adjustments they would make at the half were almost minute. Very little change after halftime. We continued to do the same thing, whether a team was uh, performing well against us or not. Sean Desai has made a sizable difference. The Dolphins in the second half of this game, particularly, scored zero points offensively. Yeah, he's adjusting. They Last got year they didn't 50. The, the Dolphins' D offense got 50 yards in the second half, take whatever you want to say. Look, there were a lot of bad penalties. There were a lot of unfortunate situations. I'll say Lane Johnson definitely jumped offside, uh, uh, had a false start that wasn't called. There were a couple holds that weren't called. There was a bad P.I. that wasn't called against the Eagles. 
there were a lot of terrible uh, refereeing in this game. But at the end of the day, the Eagles defense kept the Dolphins in a Ziploc bag. They did not let them move whatsoever in that second half. In the second half, I'd have to next week. I'll probably look this up in the second half of all these games. The Eagles have been so airtight. It's 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 unbelievable. <laughs> the defense yeah, has been so good in the second half of games after seeing what teams are trying, how they're trying to attack us and making those adjustments. It's insane. Um, the Dolphins, I will say some of it could be contributed injuries. Their offensive line was down two men going into the game. They lost a guy uh, during the game. I will say Jalen Carter seems to be doing that to people, though. I want to say the, the past two games, he's literally taken out defense, uh, offensive linemen just because of how brutal his pass rush is. Um, he's caused people to accrue injuries or some type of nick or something or other. Um, so that is, <laughs> I mean, that is just like ferocity as a human being. <laughs> where, uh, but they're also down to say uh, two corners. I mean, they haven't played with Jalen Ramsey all season. Uh, Xavier Howard was uh, Xavier Howard was out this game. The reason I laugh when you said Eli Apple was because prior to the game on Sunday Night Football, apparently Eli Apple went up to Rodney Harrison and said, "This is an Eli night. This is gonna be an Eli Apple night." And when I heard Rodney Harrison say that to the telecast, I immediately texted my group chat and said, "It's an Eli Apple night." AJ Brown is going crazy. <laughs> yeah, eleven catches for 137 yards. Uh, just real quick, uh, let the record reflect. I've been calling this from day one. Tyreek Hill is a speedster. If you cover him properly, he can't do anything. Brennan, not true. Look, he is I'm dying on this hill. We got to move on. He is a he is a top five receiver, and the Eagles played it the right way. Uh, we also I know they were fortunate. I would say bracket coverage, make sure you, the one time we, again, this is right to Rod Edmonds probably got traded. The one time you came down for whatever reason and allowed him to go over top, it's burn. a touchdown. Like, what are you doing? You got the corner down there, stay over the top. Um, but no, those of you who don't scared. understand, bracket coverage is when you have one-on-one with the corner, then a safety over the top to help. Yeah. So um, the Eagles, this was the game. This this was the first game where I felt like we played completely offensively, defensively. The offense still needs to clean up some things. The, the interception that Jalen gave up, really unfortunate. I mean, he threw a ball that got batted down, that got knocked into a man's hand, similar in a way similar to the Quentin Williams interception last week. Um, he had to fumble. I'm blaming him for that, that fumble. You got to make a quicker decision. You got to get the ball out of your hand. But it's the first time the offense and the defense – at once looked complete and in sync. And yeah, uh, that that's all I got for this game. Brennan. Looks good. It's time for one more round. Go Tommy! I didn't know Bell. One more round. Brennan, go. All right, so one more round. First game, we're going to start with Jacksonville at New Orleans. Uh, Jacksonville took a commanding lead in this game. New Orleans actually came back. Uh, Derek Carr with his performance art, screaming at people, yelling at people on the sideline. Uh, it was a little ridiculous, especially since he was missing throws like crazy. Um, I think he was just doing it out of frustration. Uh, huge comeback, though, in the fourth quarter. We, uh, like I said, were dominating this game. And until we weren't, uh, I think they had three scores, was it, in the third quarter? Uh, no, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Huge comeback in the fourth quarter. So going into the, uh, fourth, we were up pretty big and then they scored 15 points in the fourth quarter, had a chance to win the, or excuse me, tie the game. And then, uh, their big shiny new toy tight end dropped the pass in oh, the end zone. I'm trying right. to find his uh, name. M- Murrow? Murrow? Murrow. Murrow. Yeah. F uh, Murrow. Dropped the literally dropped a touchdown in the end zone, um, which was pretty fucking Foster Moreau. Foster Moreau, F Moreau, I knew uh, Oh man, I felt so bad for him because also, uh, if you don't know, he 
he got diagnosed with uh I want to say leukemia Butterfingers? but some no some type of cancer in the off season and oh, he went nice. into treatment fought it and he made it back and last week he caught his first touchdown since coming back from treatment Yeah he was drafted in 2019 so. I thought for some reason he was much younger than that but He'll bounce back from that. I mean, obviously, a drop is a drop is a drop. Uh, but thank goodness for him because the Super Jags won the game because of it. Yeah. Oh, uh, also, real quick, I will say this, and then I, we can move on to the next game. Uh, Derek Carr, <laughs> bless you, for as much shit as we talk about him, there were certain points in that game where you're like, there's no stopping this offense. Like him and Michael Thomas, at one point, they had when they were having their comeback, three plays, 57 <coughs> yards, all two to Michael Thomas and then one to Kamara, touchdown. And you were like, oh, this is insanity. Like, there's not, we're not going to stop them. Nah, fuck Derek Carr. Fuck Derek Carr, man. Uh, I think he completed about, what, 30 passes or something like that, right? It's more than Josh Allen. <laughs> How many passes he completed? I'm pulling it up now. Thank you, pull it up. Uh, and the L to the Jags, Derek Carr was 33 of 55 for 300 yards and a tutty. He threw, he uh, targeted Alvin Kamara, his running back, 14 times and completed 12 receptions, 12 completions. That is not lighting the world on fire. That is check down Charlie if I've ever seen it. To have to have fifty five attempts and only have three hundred yards is nothing. With the words I'm saying and with the 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 the, the, the animosity in my voice, you can tell I man. played I Alvin Kamara in my not, fantasy yeah. league this oh, year. Shut this up! Week. I played Bijan Robinson. I don't want to hear anything from anybody. No, I played against Alvin Kamara. Is what uh, I'm saying. <laughs> twelve catches from oh, a yeah, running back. Catches. Unbelievable. Oh, Yes. Oh, that's a lot of points. Goodness gracious. We got to move on. Let's move on to the next drum. Ah, Brennan. I've been waiting for this offense to look as good as it had this week. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the the Baltimore Ravens, played the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions, who were one of the three teams who only suffered one loss so far in this part of the season. People were riding high. People were going as far as to say maybe they're the best team in the NFC. And then they got their ass handed to them by the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson threw for 357 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. This is what this offense could look like. This is what I thought this offense would look like uh, at the start of the season when they brought Todd Munkin in as their offensive coordinator. Uh, Lamar looked magnificent in this game. Um, a complete passer rating, 155.8. Um, yeah. Everybody looked good from Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews to Odell Beckham. Uh, I mean, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, everything clicked in this game for this team. Uh, the defense looked ferocious. They stopped everything that Detroit was trying to do offensively. Um, yeah, I, I think this is the team that I predicted would have uh, would win their division, and yeah, I mean, shout out to nine five four all day, baby, Lamar Jackson, Pompano Beach, stand up, Brown County, throw your L's up. One more round. All right, the game I'm going to do is Las Vegas Chicago. Not sure why Las Vegas is getting some of these good spots as far as. Uh, times for their game chicago put it on them uh tyson bagnet uh t-bag as he's affectionately known oh i didn't hear that that's a good one um (laughs) put it on him 21 to 29 for 162 yards and a touchdown the uh so jimmy garoppolo is out obviously we all know he was rushed to the hospital last week so he's out brian hoyer started this game at 38 years old damn um, not like a Tom Brady 38. It's not an Aaron Rodgers 38. It's uh Brian Hoyer 38. So that wasn't awesome. Uh, they eventually turned to Aiden O'Connell, who had a pretty nice touchdown uh, towards the end of the game. Uh, it's I don't know what's going on with Vegas. I want to like them. I love Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs last year averaged 4.7 yards a carry this year. He's only averaging 2.3. So that's a problem. That's a big problem. Uh, I don't know if that's the offensive line or what. But um, yeah, Las Vegas is not good. Chicago's not either, but yeah, ugh. Um, shout out to Tyler Badgett 
his no Tyson Tyson, Tyson Badgett because oh, he's a his white guy. Can't dad, sorry, his dad is named Tyler Badgett. Um, his, his dad, dad the arm wrestling champion. I was gonna say his dad's an arm wrestling champion. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that today. Um, he's, also, he's won eight with the right and seven with the left. Oh, wow, did not know that. Uh, also, uh, look up look up Tyler Badgett's. Uh, sorry, Tyson Badgett's. Uh, post game speech when he got the game ball, a uh, little little NBA symbiosis there with the uh, with the transfer of power from hanging out with a lot of black guys. Uh, sounded uh, had had Same. a little had a little more terminology than you you, you might expect from throwing the N word around in there or but, something. No, of course not. But um, it's, it's like, a funny. I thought we were all family. <laughs> it's a funny one. It's a funny one. Um, but yeah. Uh, all right. Next one. Next last game here. One more round. All right. This is the last game. It is Kansas City playing against the Los Angeles Charger. Uh, Chargers. Um, I I'm pretty much just waiting for uh Brandon Staley to be fired. Um, he's not good. Not good at this. Also, Kellen Moore, you're not good at this. Um, you're a fraud. You 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 were with Dak Prescott for a couple of years, uh, and then you you parlayed that into this job, and you were supposed to make Justin Herbert look amazing. And I mean, the Kansas City defense, good, not great by any stretch of the imagination. Seventeen points is all you can muster. You're two and four as a team. Uh, the Chargers. I feel like they're just destined to not ever be good. Um, you have a good defense, at least at least on name recognition recognition with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, and we saw what they did a couple weeks ago, and Khalil Mack had six, six sacks and everything. And I know Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, but 442 yards, do you not have any pride when you yeah. pull up to the stadium? My Lord. Were you smitten by the fact that uh, 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 Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes have a have a handshake, have a have a ha- have a handshake dance now? What were you doing? Were you were you paying attention? Were you on the field? Hmm. Where was your mind? My, I, I, this might be the first four hundred yard game of the season for any quarterback. This is obviously the first four hundred yard game for Patrick Mahomes. We've seen teams put Patrick Mahomes uh, teams put Patrick Mahomes in the pretzel and have him look more normal than he has in the past. My team did that. I mean, <laughs> only scored fourteen points against the Jags, like seventeen. Um, but it, no, it, but he only scored fourteen. Oh, okay, okay. Take Butler uh, <laughs> out of this. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it was just perplexing. Like my gosh, Travis Kelsey almost had a two hundred yard game. It, it, I don't know what to say more about the Chargers. They're the most confounding team to the watch. nerds love them. If you ask the nerds, they're fine. They're I think they're the nerds at this point. NFL. I think the nerds are off it. I think the nerds are like, yo, yeah. the Staley guy yeah, they- sucks. Staley Staley wishes he was Nick Sirianni. He wishes on fourth down he could just tush. Okay, push all right, his Come on, way let's go. into a first down. What you, you you don't like the tush? No, you're just getting like <laughs> you're like drunk and just starting to ramble about stuff now. All right, Brandon. We're gonna college. do NBA predictions next week. <laughs> no, nah, we'll get. To, I'll make uh, college football quick. Brandon, we had some upsets in the college football rankings. Uh, not an upset, but I know Penn State lost to Ohio State. Um, Florida State hung on against Duke. Um, when people thought that might go a different way, yeah. Minnesota um, beat Iowa. Iowa. Minnesota not beat Iowa. I was out of here. Thank God. Uh, Virginia beat North Carolina. Thank goodness. That was a good one. Uh, that was annoying though, because Miami should have beat North Carolina, but you know, beyond the pale. Um, Utah beat uh, USC, even though USC was uh, lower ranked. But you know, USC, USC is reeling right now. Caleb Williams looks like he's like. Caleb Williams, you, you know, at some point, you know, a player can't overcome everything and their defense stinks so stinks. much. Mind mind you, uh, Utah was playing their safety at running back and playing their third string quarterback. 
and they still put up 34 on the USC defense. That's how bad the USC defense is. Um, what else happened? I think that's it. That's all we got for upsets. All right, so now for America's favorite grain. Who's up? Who's down? Who's in? Who's out? I said it in reverse. Brennan, which one do you want first? Let's do who's in, who's out. Who's in, who's out. Brennan always sticking to tradition, going with the right ones. Who's in and who's out. USC has a quarterback named Isaac Ward. He's a num- his number is 31. He's a My- junior. He's 5'10", 185 pounds. Why is this guy on this team? That's a great question. Uh, who's in? James Madison is in. You know a funny thing about James Madison, Brennan? They are 7-0. and They beat Virginia in the ACC. But because this is their first year in D1 competition, they cannot qualify for any postseason yeah. uh, bowls. It's very unfortunate for James Madison there. Uh, who's out? Iowa is out after they lost to Minnesota, as me and Brennan said earlier. Who's up? Who's down? USC is down six points, uh, six spots. They're at 24. Uh, Tennessee is down twenty, uh, down to 21 after losing to Alabama. Duke is down four after losing to Florida State. North Carolina down seven after losing to Virginia, who, again, lost to James Madison. Uh, and Penn State is down three after losing to Ohio State. Who's up? Uh, we got Texas climbing up to number seven. We got Oregon climbing up to number eight. Alabama trying to get back in the conversation, climbing up two spots to get to number nine. Uh, LSU jumped up four spots to 15. Mizzou jumped up four spots to get to 16. Louisville jumped up three spots to get to 18. And Air Force jumped up three spots to get to 19. We love the troops here. Respect. Uh, Tulane leading the whole league in green wave. Uh, they're at 22 in UCLA after a bounce back win gets to number 23. Uh, your top six, as we always do here, Georgia still number one, even after Brock Bowers injury. I don't think they played this week. So that was very helpful for them. Michigan coming in at number two. It's going to be real interesting because there's potential, uh, there, there, there's things out there that they were cheating and doing some whatnots. Um, and Ohio State, number three, Florida State, number four, still Washington, number five. And Oklahoma was still sitting at number six, but Texas is right there on their tail at number seven. So uh, something may happen. You know, we go to the Big 12 championship. Maybe Texas beats Oklahoma there. You never know what happens in the rankings. All right, Brett, it is NBA. A prediction time, a time honored tradition, unlike any other. Uh, a couple of late breaking news: we had uh, Jaden McDaniel's get a three-year contract. Oh, sorry, a five-year contract with the Timberwolves. We had uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo get a three-year extension for one eighty-six with the Tim with the Timberwolves. Jesus, with the Milwaukee Bucks. Brennan. All that aside, I want to know who you think is going to be the swaggiest white boy this season. All right. So uh, this took I had to think about this long and hard, uh, but there's only one answer to this. The swaggiest of swaggers of the swaggiest of swags goes to the Joker. Oh, wow. Goes to the Joker because only I've noticed this in my years of playing sports and being around swag. Uh, the person who has the most swag is the person who cares the least about swag. Wow. And my man Joker has all the swag because he don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> he's literally, his nickname is his floorness. And he's like, yeah, big honey's going to do it. Let's go. Like it's, it's Joker. Jo- far and away. It's Joker. Wow. That is, that was upset. Didn't I, see that thought, coming, did you? I thought it was a two horse race. Honestly, in my eye. I thought it was. I mean, I feel like I, even though I, I have my issues with this team and you know how they're moving about and how their fan base is just you know amorphous. Uh, I thought Austin Reeves would have to be mentioned. Yeah, um, I was going I, I to put him up there, but I feel I just, like he has to be mentioned because he is very swaggy in his own right. I, I, I do like the kid, even though he plays for the enemy. But the person I'm going to go with is also on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Christian Brown, Christian yeah. Brown spelled Braun. 
my guy is a high flyer. He's a slasher. He gets to the basket. He he, he puts his emphasis. He puts his fingerprints on the game. He's going to be in a bigger role this season with Bruce Brown going to Indianapolis, uh, going to the Pacers. And I think Christian Brown, Christian Brown, sorry, is going to have a big season. He's going to make a big impact, and he's going to be impressionable on a lot of people, especially in the white community. And this is a guy you guys can really rally behind uh, because he has it all. He has the complete package. He can hit it from downtown. He can D up, and he can get to the cup with no hesitation. So Christian Brown is going to be my swaggiest guy of the year. Brennan. Um, real quick, Kevin Herter, honorable mention. Kevin, look, Kevin Herter is in the Hall of Fame of yeah. uh, swaggy, uh, white, swaggy white. Swaggy white boys. He, he's not in this category anymore because he's already proven his swag. All right, he was down here in Atlanta. He did his thing. He yeah. went to Sacramento and he What's did his, his thing. Something red, right? Something red. Uh, but no, Kevin Herter, he's in our Hall of Fame of swag. Since we started the show, he was already in the Hall of Fame of our swaggy uh, white boys. Um, Peyton Pritchard, I will say Red has, Velvet. De- definitely. Oh my gosh, that's a great nickname. Uh Peyton Pritchard has been our biggest disappointment. I thought he was gonna be one of the swaggiest. Yeah, he was he no. hasn't gotten the time, I feel like, in uh in Boston, which is shocking because it's Boston. But you know. But anti swag anti swag award goes to Grayson Allen. Tall, super anti swag. Super anti swag. Brennan, first coach fired. Who you got this year? Um, I have this the same thing I had last year was Doc Rivers based on the performance of the team. Well, That's what I had. No, I know, but l- oh. listen to what I'm saying. Okay. I had Doc Rivers based on the performance of the team. And ever and you were like, You're crazy. It's not gonna be Doc, you're crazy. But I was like, if that team performs poorly after all the pieces they've put into place, Doc's gonna be out. Um so with that in mind, I'm taking Joe Missoula if the Celtics get off to wow. a rocky start because everyone was calling for his head last year. He went out and he got some great assistance. But if he still mismanages fourth quarters the way he did last year, he's they're going to get rid of him because that team is way has way too much talent for them to start like three and ten or something. So I'm saying if the Boston Seas get up to a really rough start, Joe Missoula will be the first coach out. Wow, Joe Look at me surprising you with all my predictions. That, I mean, that was a bit of a shocker. I'm not going to lie. Um, all right. This team is overhyped. Every single year we do this. And rightfully so. They kind of stink. Uh, people give them too much credit. Uh, people think they have more talent than uh, they actually do. And I think they're going to get off to a slow start this season, unlike last season where they got off to a bit of a hot start. But I think can I guess who you're going to say? I think people kind of figure them out. Go ahead and guess the Utah Jazz. No, Tom Thibodeau of the New York Knicks. He is oh. going to be the first coach fired. They're going to start slow. The players are going to get upset with him. Did they He's get off to a gonna, hot start last year? Uh, they kind of got off to a hot start last year. I don't even remember. They they did they did pretty well and they I mean they hung around. I remember the Utah Jazz started ten and three. So when you said that, I was like, oh, it's the Jazz. No, no, no. I think the Jazz are in this for the long haul. It's all about expectations. That's the thing. Uh, the Jazz are in this for the long haul. They know they're gonna stink for a while. They're trying to you know get some top picks. I think Tom Thibodeau and the and the New York Knicks, they think. After what they did last year, they're going to build upon it. They didn't do a much in free agency and through the draft to improve this team. And I think it's going to come back to bite him in the tail, and he's going to be the first man gone. So, Brennan, the question now is, who do you think is going to be the MVP of the season? Um, believe it or not, I'm going to go with Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he's going to have a huge chip on his shoulder. I think he's going to be... Um, I think the fact that Dame is now there is going to force him because Dame is not a defensive player. It will force him to really up his game defensively from the great player he already is. But Drew was the big leader on defense on that team uh, outside of Antetokounmpo. So I think having more spacing on the floor because of Dame will open up his offensive game. He's not going to have to put his head down and drive through three defenders to like take it to the rack every time. And then I also think that defensively he's going to really have to step up and that's going to be a and he's fucking pissed, dude. The last four years, nobody's been talking. It's been MB or three years, four years, three years. It's been 
Yeah, three years. It's been Embiid, Joker, Joker, Embiid, Embiid, Joker. Embiid shouldn't have even won it last year. It should have been uh, Nicola. Um, and I think Giannis is pissed about it. And so I think I think it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he has a chip on his shoulder. I think with the spacing of Dame, it'll open up him offensively. And I think he's going to have to play better on defense because they lost Drew Holiday. Wow, that is a that is a good pick. That was my first pick. But since you took it, I will go with my second pick. Uh, Nikola Jokic. He should have yeah. won it last <laughs> year. Yeah, yeah. He should have won it last year. A lot of times uh, a team, after they win the championship, they get better because they understand the game because comes a little more clearer, a little more in focus. It's like going to the, the eye doctor and they said one or two and it's two and it's it's fucking two. <laughs> and I think the, the Denver Nuggets are going to be uh, the clear front runners in the West. And I think Jokic is going to be obviously the spearhead of that, um, taking that team to uh, to similar heights that they did this, uh, this past year. Um, so I think he's going to have a season where – you can't say, oh, but he hasn't done it in the playoffs because he did do it in the playoffs. They won the championship. So I think that is who will win the MVP this year. Brennan. Yes. Who is going to play in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals? Okay, so right now I have the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks in the East uh, with an honorable mention to the Miami Heat just because I would never try to offend Jimmy Buckets. In the West, I have hmm, I, well, I have the Denver Nuggets, number one. The second team was a little bit harder for me. Uh, I'm gonna, I know I do this every year, but I can't quit them. As long as Steph's there, I'm not going to quit them. I have the Golden State Warriors. Wow, Golden State. Okay. What do you have? Do you, think, do you think Chris Ball stays the entirety of the season with Golden think, State? Yes, yes, I do. You do, okay. Yeah, I don't um, think he's a trade piece for another team. That team is already older. Um, I think he's going to be good off the bench for them. Okay. Uh, for the East, I, th- I think I'm lined up with you at this point. I have the Celtics and the Bucks. Um, you know, things you know may come up. They may occur as the season goes on. But as of right now, those are the two front runners I see. Um, yeah. And as far as the West is concerned, I see again uh, the Lakers and the Nuggets. Those are the two teams I see coming. I was going to go Lakers. I just as the Western them. Conference. I don't trust them either. We'll we'll see why once I we go to the next one. But um, I think they will have. They will end up around three, four, two, three, four. Um, they'll either play the Suns early on and they'll dismantle them, I think. I think the Suns are a bit top-heavy. They don't have the depth. Even though they got a lot of players on the back end, I don't think yeah, they have one the injury, depth. And I don't think, out. I would say the injuries, all three of their top guys have suffered long, uh, substantial injuries in the past. And the best predictor for future injuries is past injuries. Also, their size, uh, uh, Nurkic isn't isn't the person that you think he is. He's good offensively. He gets some rebounds, but he is a liability defensively. He's not really a, a stalwart in the middle. So they didn't really improve their defense uh by getting rid of Aiden whatsoever. So and with that Dominating. said with <laughs> You hear that I can't believe he said that. I can't believe he said that. Uh Brennan, with that said though, who do you have Winning it all and over whom? Uh, so my natural instinct was to go Boston over Denver, or excuse me, was to go Denver over Boston. That's God damn it! I blew the whole thing by saying it <laughs> the wrong way. I was gonna go Denver over Boston, but I think it's really hard to repeat in this league. Um, and as you said about the injury thing, I would never wish this on anybody, especially not Murray because of what he's had to handle. But I just I need to see it. He's it's a year that Murray's not coming back from anything like an injury or anything. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to play out of his mind, but I am just worried because it seems like every time this team gets going, something happens with him. Uh, so it makes me nervous. So I want to say Denver over Boston, but I'm going to go Boston over Denver. Wow. Brennan goes Boston over Denver. Uh, with no surprise folks. Uh, I think you saw this it's coming Denver. a mile away. I'm going Denver and funny enough, Brennan, I'm not going with the Milwaukee Bucks, as people may think. Giannis and Dame getting together. 
I think also the Boston Celtics will be the team that the Denver Drew Holiday, I think, play. is going to transform that team. Um, I, I, I think, yes, I think uh, having an actual point guard, not having to rely on Marcus Smart or uh, for some reason, I still can't figure out why they had Malcolm Brogdon being the backup. Yeah, that um, was weird. They're giving a lot up inside, uh, getting rid of Robert Williams in that trade for Drew Holiday. Um, well, he never played. Uh, I must say, but a lot of times he was injured. Um, so I think uh, the defense that Jalen, Jason, and Drew will be able to play on their front court guys, I think it'll be enough for Boston to get there. Let's not forget Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown was a, a top five. Yeah, I, I said Jalen. I said no, I said, no, no, no. I'm I'm agreeing with you. But okay, I, 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 say, I said Jason, Jalen, and Drew. <laughs> Jalen and Jason get like oh those offensive dynamic duo. Blah blah blah. No, they're I think they're, gets, they're very formidable defensive. Yeah, I think that gets lost a lot of times. And Missoula is a, a really good defensive coach, and that and that's where everything starts. Coach. I was going to say, hang on. A second. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think the Nuggets. Um, I think the Nuggets are the best team in the West, and I don't think uh, everything everybody tried to to do to address uh, their deficiencies at the center position to play the Nuggets. Like I said, Nurkic is not the guy that a lot of people think he is. Uh, Christian Woods and J- Jackson Hayes aren't going. Christian to- Woods, you can have him, dude. That guy's been <laughs> on five teams in three years. Christian Woods and Jackson Hayes, if AD couldn't play Jokic. Uh, well, I don't think those guys are going to be able to play Jokic better than that. Um, so I think they, the, those deficiencies aren't going to be cleaned up in, aren't going to be addressed in what those teams did this offseason. So I think the Nuggets beat the Boston Celtics because, again, Boston getting rid of Robert Williams. That's their big inside man, and they, they're going to have no no answer. Similar to uh, the Miami Heat, they're going to have no answer, no answer for Nikola Jokic and the four, four, five, six. How crazy would it be if the Lakers so. beat Denver and then? Because I Brennan. think the Lakers are the only team that could slow Denver down. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I think that is. I think that is. Uh, you think that's propaganda by the by media? I, I think it's propaganda. Because I'm saying that's that's like a big thing out there. That like AD will oh, be for the sure. Jokic stopper. My thing is, he didn't do it last year. He's a year older now. LeBron's a they year older now. Like they got swept in four. So best if they series. if they did better, it maybe goes six. Best series, <laughs> sneaky best series was Minnesota against Denver. Exactly, and and the reason and it's funny you said the, the thing I kept telling people were like people were like oh you guys kind of struggled against Minnesota. I said Minnesota had the one thing that not could slow us down, but they had the one thing to try to defend us. They had two seven-footers they could rotate yep. on Jokic. Yep. Two Inside, good seven-footers yep. they could rotate on Jokic with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. Um, but all right, we need to we move on. Go. And you'll be surprised how quick. And- quick! Maiman hits quick hit. Uh, Brennan, the playoffs, they're over some places. Uh, the NBA Finals, the WNBA Finals are over. The Las Vegas Aces win it in uh, dramatic fashion, 70-69 to 69 in the final game Damn. in New York. Unbelievable. Asia Wilson had a hell of a game, um, and this was a game in which two starters for the Aces did not play in Chelsea Gray and uh, Kia Stokes. Uh, Candace Parker was already out since the All-Star break. Uh, but Kelsey Plum did what she did uh, at the point guard position. Jackie Young, who had an amazing season, an amazing playoff run, and an amazing final series, uh, she performed to her level. Uh, Asia Wilson did what she had to do, getting a double double uh, with 24 and 16. Alicia Clark, uh, Carly George, uh, Sid Colson, Sydney Colson off the bench. Um, valiant effort by the Liberty. They were up big in the first half. The Aces stormed back in the third quarter, and the Liberty brought, got it close in the fourth quarter. Uh, they were one shot away. They were a uh, Courtney Vandersloot shot in the corner away from winning this game, and it just didn't pan out for them. So big ups to them and their performance in uh, this season and this postseason. Uh, in the MLB playoffs, we got we got a game seven. 
with the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks won today. They will play, uh, well, yesterday, if you listen to this Tuesday when it comes out, they'll be playing in Philadelphia. I want to say on Wednesday that game will take place. And uh, the Rangers, they finished their game seven by beating the uh, Houston Astros today. Um, beat him with a belt. I was say they beat him huge. I think it was like eleven to two or some shit. Eleven to two. Yeah, it was it was outrageous. Um, and then in the Premier League, we keep crack with Fulham. Fulham, I think, is still in twelfth place, maybe thirteenth place, because we had a game today on Monday. Suffered a loss against Tottenham. Tottenham uh, winning at the top of the table right now. Seven um, and two. Tottenham is. Yeah, Tottenham's really fucking kicking ass and taking names. So. Uh, very unfortunate. Uh, we still look, you know, a little lost without, you know, a defined striker. Um, but yeah. <sighs> hey, we're gonna be okay this season, right? We're gonna be we're gonna be fine. We're not gonna go down. That that's okay. the thing at the end of the day. We're not gonna go down. Um, we're gonna be. I'm mid-table. worried about this with with Mitro out. <laughs> Mitro out. Mitro's never coming back. I know. Um, but that's that's what I mean. We're gonna be mid table. In the transfer window in July, in July, in January, we're gonna we're going to have, we have enough to get a striker. Time. We have to get a goal scorer. Yeah, and we're gonna have enough time now to address it because Dimitro. The problem was in the uh, September transfer window, Mitro was in, he was out, he was in, he was out, he was in, he was out. So we never fully addressed the problem because we thought he may stay until Al uh, Halal finally put up the requisite amount of money that we were saying that we needed. And then it was like, shit, we got to make this deal. And we have four days to find a striker to replace him. And a lot of teams at that point are kind of ironclad. They're not going to want to give somebody up. Um, so we have the January transfer window to address that. We're probably going to lose Zhao Polina because we already almost lost him in the September window to Bayern Munich. We tried to get him last second, but it was too close to call, so we weren't going to give him up at that point. We'll end up mid-table. We have good results. We played well in this game against Tottenham. At the end of the day, it was just a little bit of quality, a little bit of finish in the third, in the in the, in the final third where they got some goals where we didn't get goals. We should have been on the board first. Zhao Polina put an amazing uh, a header to the net, and the goalkeeper made a fantastic play. We, we, we had a couple chances. But we just couldn't finish, um, and they did at the end of the day. That, that, that's what it comes down to. So I, I don't think that we're going to go down in any way, shape, or form. We're better than the teams that are below us. Um, but I don't think we're going to be like last year, how we thought You know, Europe was a possibility. I don't think that's going to be a real possibility this season. Um, yeah. I think this year is a survive, make sure we re-sign uh, Marco Silva, the coach. You know, contract talks have stalled lately. Um, so we need to sign him so that we're not in flux going into next year because I think that is where we get into a little uh, messiness. If we're in flux going into next season, uh, players don't want to come because they're not sure about the the head job and uh, the players who are here aren't un- are unsure about their positioning going into next season and everything becomes a little more sloppy. We need to secure Marco because Marco has been great since coming to Fulham. Um, yeah, that, that's really it. it. This is a survive, collect some checks, get some guys in, you know, build on the plan that we have, uh, right now. So, all right. All right. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. <laughs> that drunk man turned into an analyst there. Brennan, where can we find you? Uh, Raul Jimenez has seven starts for the season and has no attempts and no goals. Yeah, he has or no goals. assists and no goals. Yeah. He has eleven shots on goal. That's Man, he had a, he had an he's had so many attempts that have looked so good, and okay. they've just been beaten. He's by the only forward keeping. on the team that started every set all seven games. Uh, he didn't start. I think he started every game except today. He came off the bench today, um, okay. and Vinicius started. Sense. But he had he had an attempt today that looked like it was going to go in and it was going to take us to 2-1 late in the stages of the game and apply some pressure to Tottenham. 
and the goalkeeper just made an amazing save. <laughs> it's super I unfortunate. I was about to say he he ended up suffering an injury a little while ago, uh, a head injury. He ran into like the post, and he hasn't scored since like um, he hasn't scored since like March of last year. Like he's oh on God. a super drought, and it, it's super it unfortunate. When he comes back, it's going to be even more powerful. I was say it's been super unfortunate. The man has put in a lot of quality minutes. The man has put in a lot of quality uh, attempts, and he's just been beaten out by great goalkeeping. God damn, that sucks. Um, <laughs> it's super unfortunate. At Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Check out the One Man Show X Drinking Buddy coming to a YouTube station near you shortly, probably in the next month or two months. Um, yeah, and check out my other podcast, Brendan Tessif is your ex-drinking buddy. I had Joe on there a couple weeks ago to promote his new album, Outside. Have uh, really funny comics on, uh, great musicians, actors, uh, all sorts of artists to talk about their best and worst drinking drug party and getting in trouble stories. So check that out, ex-drinking buddy Joe. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. You can head over to my website, joedorville.com, to check out uh, the merch and check out the other projects uh, under the moniker Headphone Joe, like Outside, as Brennan just said, uh, TV and TV Season 2. Uh, don't forget to check out everything on the Anulo Network at anulo.co, anulo.co. That way you can check out all the other shows, Who Does a Podcast, Cheers from the Press Box, and Anulo itself. Um, and don't forget to check out this show's Twitter and Instagram at Curing Press. That's at Curing Press. Uh, we try our best to uh, put out clips and, you know, tweet in real time. Not great at tweeting in real time yeah, uh, we're, anymore. We're busy. Um, we're, we're tweeting from our own pages. That's the problem. <laughs> but uh, that's why you have to follow Brennan T. Comedy and uh, Joe Dorval at Joe Dorval. So, uh, Brennan, get us out of here so you can go to sleep because you got to wake up early and I need to go to bed. Yep. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out. Becky Hammond came into the restaurant. We were all chilling, singing Marvin Gaye, baby. And she got two rings now, baby. What if I told you this whole thing didn't record? <laughs> oh, then we just wouldn't be doing an episode this week.